Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Kim Akrig and we are talking about how to combine the metaphysical and the physical and manifest the business of your dreams. If you want to learn how to combine the woo and the work ethic, strategy and manifestation, stay tuned. This is for you. This episode was brought to you by Magic of Eye, which in my humble opinion is the best astrology planner out there. Not only is it completely gorgeous with an incredible cover you can get in a wide array of choices of colors, but it has beautiful gold detailing on it. And inside it includes daily themes, transits, moon cycles, every single Mercury retrograde so that you're never going to be caught out and you know exactly what's happening. And it also has a goal setting planner for the beginning of the year. And I really love how it breaks it all down into like areas of your life. And then it also gives you space to plan your actions, which is just as important as to how you're going to get there. In the beginning, it has pretty much almost an entire chapter on astrology. So if you're new to astrology, it's a really amazing resource just to look back on and see like, while you're going through the planner, if there's ever like something that you don't know what it means, you can always refer back to it. And it tells you about the houses, the signs, all the planets. And it also combines a unique guide on how to work with medicinal mushrooms and combine it with astrology. So you can really harness your energy and your power to do everything you want to do this year. And if you're not in the market for a planner, because maybe you do like a digital one, or maybe you've already got that sorted, that's okay, because you can still get some of their beautiful work. I think it's like, when I look at it, it's just the art of it that I'm like, this is so beautiful. So you can also get it as a journal and they also have smaller journals where you can get either different like astrology, astrological signs or you can also get them with different medicinal mushrooms on the covers. So you can use the code KimAkrig at magicofi.com to save 10% and yeah, tag me in what you buy on Instagram. Like I want to see it and I want to be excited with you because I love their products so much. I've been using them for years. So let's go to the show. Hello everyone. I hope your day is going so good. Today we are talking about what to do when you feel stuck in life and like feeling stuck is super frustrating. Like I totally get it and it happens to the best of us. I would say it happens to everyone at some point in time where you can kind of like end up in a scenario where you're just like, I feel like I've been doing all the things, trying all the things. I just feel stuck. It feels like it's not moving or I just feel like I'm in a rut or whatever. I 100% get it. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking a little bit about some strategies and tips and tricks of what you can do when you find yourself feeling stuck. And of course, it's like with everything other people can give you advice, they can give you what worked for them, they can give you their ideas of what they think you should do. But really the most important thing, and this just goes beyond like situations where you feel stuck, but it's like really cultivating that relationship with your inner voice, like with your true authenticity, with like knowing who you are and what your values are. Because when you really understand what is truly authentic to you, then you are able to make decisions that are ultimately going to feel a lot better for you. And this can take a little bit of self-reflection sometimes. This is one of the exercises that we do 
inside my course inner worth is really about identifying like what are your values like what feels authentic to you like who are you without your conditioning of like who the world is telling you that you should be because when you make decisions that are in alignment with your values even though it might not always be an easy decision, ultimately it is going to lead to you living a life where you feel like you're in your purpose. You feel more fulfilled. You feel better about things that you've chosen to do. And even if other people don't understand it, it will bother you a whole lot less because it will ultimately feel right to you. And when you're figuring out your values, it's like no one can tell you there is a right or wrong thing to have as a value. It's ultimately like what is going to be most fulfilling to you. And if you even just like have an awareness of like your top five values. And when you're trying to decide on something you should do, like running it through the that value system and being like, does this align with what is important to me? And if it doesn't, like I would definitely reconsider it if you want to do that. But like when it comes to dialoguing with your inner voice, first, I always ask my inner voice, like, what's your perspective on this? Like, just ask it like, what do you think? Like, what do you, how do you see this situation? Like, do you think I'm stuck? Like, am I actually really stuck in her voice? Or like, what would you have me do next? Or about this situation? Is there any action you would have me take? Um, is there anything you would have me do today? And like, when you ask these questions, don't just stop with the first answer. Um, when you are dialoguing with your inner voice, it, sometimes it doesn't always make sense. And this is when I feel like you can really tell when it's from like that higher part of you, like from that inner wisdom, when sometimes the things that it says to you, like do not make sense to the mind. And the mind is like, no, I don't like that. (laughs) But the thing is, is you can ask it more questions. You don't need to just stop on like an answer that you feel like that doesn't make sense to you. Like you can be like, okay, well, I want to know more, like explain, like tell me more about that. Or like, should I do this? Should I do this? Like when you first start dialoguing with your inner voice, sometimes it can feel a little bit like almost like hard to trust it or um, it, I think it takes time to really cultivate like that relationship to it, to really understand like, how does it feel? How does it sound? How do you really know when something is coming from your inner voice? Or like, is it your mind trying to trick you and like do what the mind thinks it should be doing? And so if it's hard for you at first, I definitely think like asking it questions that are yes, no answer questions can be really helpful because sometimes we can sort of attune to like a yes or a no feels like in our body a lot easier. I think most of us have like that knowing like you just know and it's like that gut feeling that says like don't do it and then you know what that feels like and when it is like a full body yes you also probably know what that feels like. So even if you're new to inner voicing or new to doing inner voice work asking questions that are like ones that you're going to get a yes or no answer can be really helpful just for like starting to learn what that relationship sounds like and for getting like quicker answers because sometimes you can be like sometimes when you start to really work with your inner voice and you start to really dialogue with it sometimes you get answers where you're like wait what and or you you just start hearing things that it feels so unfamiliar to the mind that you can start almost doubting it a little bit and so if you want to just really simplify things for yourself like ask your inner voice like am I stuck yes or no okay if I'm not stuck then it's going to be specific to your situation so you can tailor this to fitting more with what is right for your situation 
Um, but yeah, that is always the best place to start. And if the thing that you're feeling stuck in feels like a pattern that you're repeating over and over again, really identifying this is, it can be the first step to transforming this. And this is one of the things that I really noticed, like when I first started like being an RTT client, like before I was a practitioner, one of the things that I really wanted to work on was like how I felt like I kept attracting the same kind of relationship over and over and over again. And I sort of like realized at a certain point, I was like, you know what, the common denominator in all of these scenarios is me. So there must be something going on for like me to keep creating this situation. And so like RTT can be a really good tool for helping you understand like, why do I keep creating this situation over and over again? Like, even though it's not what my mind perceives that it is what it wants on some level, my subconscious thinks that this is what should be happening right now. So doing that subconscious work to be like, okay, like, why do I keep attracting this pattern over and over again? Like, is it like, because it's really interesting. The thing that I've noticed is like, we can say that we want something, but our subconscious mind for whatever reason thinks that that exact thing is the thing that you should not be having. And I see this a lot of the time with people like entrepreneurs and their money situations, they'll be like, I want to make this much money in their business. And then when we get in there, their subconscious mind has like stories around like, oh, it wouldn't be safe to have that kind of money. Or like, you're not the kind of person that makes that sort of money. Or like, you can't make money that easily. So you can kind of start to see like those subconscious beliefs go against what your conscious mind thinks that it wants. So you end up in this cycle of stuckness and you're just trying to do all these different things and getting really frustrated about why those things aren't working because you're like, I'm working as hard as I can. It's not changing anything. And then that leads to that frustration of like that, that cycle of feeling stuck because you're like, well, if I am doing everything I know how to do, why isn't this working? And it obviously is working for other people. So what's going on? So this is why understanding that subconscious patterning is such an integral part of it. Because once you get in there, you will understand very quickly why you are repeating these patterns or like why you are doing things the way that you're doing them. And you'll have a whole lot more compassion for yourself because you'll be like, okay, I can see where I came up with this belief and it was serving me at that point in time, but like, I don't need to believe it anymore because it's really not working for me and I can start to choose different beliefs. And then you can imprint them into your mind using hypnosis because really it's like the way you train your brain is through repetition. And when you work with the subconscious, you're able to just upgrade it so much faster. And the next thing I would really say about it is like exploring the duality of being human. So as humans, we come into this world and we really see things in black and white. It's either this or it's that. We're either going to get this thing or we are not going to get this thing or we can get really locked into that duality of thinking and it's really easy to do this. And I think a lot of the time we do it without really even noticing that we're doing it and a way to and then we get so locked into the idea of like it either has to be this thing or it has to be this thing that we just completely have blinders on to any other potential reality existing and so one of the things that can be really helpful for breaking out of like feeling like you're in that stuck thing of like oh it has to be this thing or this thing is start thinking of other 
things that could happen, like other potentials. And this can be anything. And when you start thinking about it, it doesn't have to be realistic. That's We're not trying to make it realistic. We're just trying to show the mind that there could be other options here of things that could happen. And it doesn't have to be an either or situation, like so many other things that could happen. And you can't predict what, <laughs> what is going to happen. But just as an example, like for me, when I was um, in the first three years of university for my psychology degree, I was so stressed about getting accepted into that fourth year because the way that the psychology program works is like you do your first three years and then your fourth year like your honors year you have to apply for that and it's competitive based on your gpa so my first three years i've been like working as hard as i can and like stressing about that fourth year because i'm like if i don't get into that fourth year then i'm not going to be able to do my masters and then I'll never be a psychologist and you can see how quickly this spirals so it it felt like a really big and scary thing and so I kind of got to a place where though where I was like okay like obviously yes my my preference is to get into honors year at the university that I've already been going to and finish all that that's my preference but I was like, okay, say like worst case scenario. I'm like, what are other potential things that could happen? Because obviously my life is not going to end if I like didn't get into the program that I wanted. Um, but I started thinking about like, what are other things that could happen? And I'm like, well, I could win the lottery and start traveling the world. And I wouldn't care about not becoming a psychologist because I would have all this money and I would be able to go and do other things. We're not saying this is realistic. I'm just saying that is a potential. It could happen. Or I could get accepted into another university's honors program. It's a potential. It could happen. And then I can still finish my education the way I want to finish my education. I could do like a graduate diploma of psychology, which is a fourth year equivalency instead of an honors year. And then I would still be able to go and proceed on to do a master's in psychology and become a registered psychologist. That could also happen. I could somehow find another country I wanted to live in and just decide to move there. Or I could somehow get like a huge inheritance and then never have to worry about working ever again. Or someone could just magically give me Australian permanent residency because they think I'm so great and they just want me to stay in the country because I've already been here for so long. Or the Australian government could come up with some kind of a long stay visa where if you've been here over a certain amount of years, they just allow you to become a citizen like so many different options are available am i saying these are all realistic some of them may be more so than others but the thing is we're not trying to be realistic we are trying to think of possibilities that could happen and even in thinking of those possibilities it it kind of down levels how like stressed you feel about the it either has to be I get into this honors program or I'm being deported, <laughs> which is like where my mind goes. And once you start to look for those other potentials, it kind of like opens you up to being like thinking of all those potentials makes you feel so much better than being like it either has to be university or deportation, <laughs> which 
doesn't feel very good. It feels actually quite stressful. But it's like even in just writing down and committing to like being like, okay, I'm going to think of 10 potentials of other things that could happen in this situation. And we're not going to try and be realistic about them. We're just going to think of the potentials. And this like allows you to shift how you feel. And once you start shifting how you feel, you're able to get to a place of neutrality. And I really remember when um, last time I went back to visit my parents in Canada and I was waiting to hear, I was waiting for this email. It was like November, end of November. They told us they were going to tell us in November. And I was like checking my email every single day and being like, is it here? Is it here? Do I know yet? Just stressed. And I eventually, I remember one day I like woke up and I was like, you know what? I am tired of feeling this way. I don't want to feel this level of stress. I just want to be like, you know what? I have done everything in my power to make sure that this happens. And at this point, it's either going to happen or it's not. And I am tired of feeling bad about this. So I really got into a place of being like, you know what? Even if it doesn't happen, something better is going to come along for me. Like something else is going to work out. Like, everything works out for me, it's going to be fine. And then I spent some time like sitting there visualizing, feeling the feelings as if I had gotten in, because that feels so much better than stressing. And like, long story short, I was, um, it was like 11pm, I was at my aunt and uncle's house, I got a message from a friend who I go to university with. And she was like, Oh, my God, I just got my email. And I was like, Oh, my God, I have to go look. So it's like 11pm, which I love for like the aligned numbers. And I looked, and they were like, you got in. So it was like, all of these, like, I think to paraphrase Shakespeare, like much ado about nothing. It's like the thing was going to happen anyways. But by getting to a point of feeling neutral about the situation or feeling peace, that's ultimately what you're going for. And it's like, depending on what your situation is, sometimes you have like a level of control over what's going on. Sometimes it's like I had already done everything in my control to get to where I wanted to be. And at that point, there was nothing else I could do. The GPA was what it was. The grades were what they were. Like there was nothing else I could do except change how I felt about how that situation was going. So I hope this sort of like gives you an idea of like, okay, when you kind of get stuck into like this p place of being like, oh, it has to be this thing or this thing, um, like open yourself up to other possibilities. Like there's infinite possibilities of how things could go. But once you start doing that, you shift yourself into a better feeling place. And from that better feeling place, you open yourself up to more ideas of like things you could do or like other ways things could work. So really connecting, like ultimately it's like you want the things that you want because you think they're going to make you feel a certain kind of way. And that's the only reason really we want anything is because we think it's going to make us feel a certain way. But the thing is, is you can feel that way without the thing. And I know that sounds like some mental gymnastics sometimes, but when you can get into the feeling as if you already have the thing then it doesn't matter if the thing happens or not. And we're not saying that you're not going to want things. And the goal is not to not want anything and just sit there and exist in a state of feeling like you already have everything. It's more so to like get yourself to that feeling of like, I have it. And whether it happens or it doesn't happen, it's okay. Like, because then you get to that place of like that inner peace around it. And from that place, everything is powerful. Everything is possible. Pardon me. Um, like when you get to that place of feeling like you already have the thing and then you sort of like work with your inner voice and be like, okay, well, like, what do I need to do? 
everything from that place is so much easier and it's so much easier to do the things that you need to do or to think of other options or to attract in certain things because you're in the vibration of already being there. You're already in the feeling of having it. And from that place is when you can like, it's one of those things where it's funny how it's kind of like, I think about how people who really want to have a child, they're trying, try and try, can't have a child. And then it's like on Charlotte on Sex in the City. They wanted to have a baby so bad and they couldn't have one. So they decide to adopt. And then after they adopt, then they conceive like a biological child. And so it's kind of almost like when you get into that feeling of like releasing all of that friction and resistance around it, the thing is able to come into your life so much easier because you're not putting all this like stress negative energy into it. So if you knew something was going to work, like if you knew you were going to get the thing that you wanted, if you knew that like the opportunity was going to come, if you knew that you were like living the life that you wanted to be living where you didn't feel like you were stuck, how would you start showing up? And like, how can you start showing up that way right now? Because I think you'll find like if you get into the feeling of it and you start showing up as the person who already has it really quickly, it often ends up showing up in your life in sometimes ways that you don't expect. So I hope this episode was helpful for you. And yes, as always, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out on Instagram. I'm at Kim.Acrig over there. And yeah, that's it from me for today. And I will talk to you soon.